The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening live via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also might be listening live via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, Senate Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn from a counselor how grandparents have are coping with the situation, and you're going to learn a lot of tips from this interesting counselor and lady. So stay tuned to the show for some very interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, September the 25th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the October issue of the Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations beginning on October 1st. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy, a printed copy, at one of our 270 distribution locations, remember, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, in addition to listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. In addition, you can view and download the current 2000. 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can view and learn about news and events happening within the Arklatex area. We do thank the many persons who attended our 2021 Resource and Information Expo held on Thursday, September the 16th at Riverview Hall in downtown Shreveport. There were 57 exhibitors providing valuable information about their products and services for the attendees and their loved ones. Lots of free health screenings and many obtained the COVID-19 vaccine, the flu vaccine, the shingles vaccine, as well as the pneumonia vaccine from our friends at Walgreens who were one of our exhibitors at our particular expo. I love giving away the over a hundred door prizes to the to the hundreds of different people that attended our particular uh, expo. Plus, the three big value door prizes valued at at $300. In addition, we had one grand door prize winner who won over a $1,000 package. Everybody enjoyed the 30th anniversary celebration of Paint Your Heart Out program in Shreveport, which began after the expo and continued with different presentations and acknowledgement to celebrate this uh, 30 an- 30th anniversary of Paint Your Heart Out Streetport program, as well as a, a wonderful complimentary dinner were provided to all the attendees by our prime sponsor, Centerwell. So again, thank you for attending. Our next large expo will be the Senior Day Expo that will take place on Thursday, October the 28th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Hearst Coliseum at the Louisiana State Fair. 
pick up our October issue of the Buster Times to learn more about this Senior Day Expo and learn how you might win a $1,000 grand door prize. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bear Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Q. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and Abear's Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Miss R.K. Capenty. I can't pronounce her name, and she's a counselor yeah. and author, and we're going to discuss her book and her her aspects and her great advice in her book called Grounded Grandparents. So, Miss, so ma'am, explain to our listeners. I'm not pronouncing that that uh, Dutch name pretty pretty well, do I? Well, it's it's uh, the key is is that the A U is like an O sound, and the J is a Y sound, so it's Alkia. Alkia, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and ow. you can just say Captain for my last name. That's it's like an old-fashioned way of writing Captain. So that's well, fine. thank you for joining. I I yeah. want to tell my listeners, uh, I, I receive uh, hundreds and hundreds of books, more my, more thousands in my 21 years here on the radio show, and I uh, different publicists and different authors send them to me to read, review, and hopefully if I like them to put them on the show and it's benefit to seniors and and boomers throughout the the area here, uh-huh. but throughout the world and. And when I got her book, I said, well, this is a small book. But it's a small, compact book. It's entitled Grounded Grandparents. And I was fascinated by it. And uh, because I'm, a lot of us out there are grandparents, and, uh, and, and her book Grounded Grandmothers uh, deals with grandparents, on, on the grandfather and the grandmother. And uh, many people call, call themselves different things. In, in Greek, we call it Papu and Yaya. And yeah. I, I have six grandchildren. And I, I, when I read it, uh, Miss Captain, I, I've noticed that, uh, wow, these are some really good ideas and, and exercises that I'm going to apply to myself and, and appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have. And uh, so tell, tell the listeners, you're a former wellness counselor. Yeah, well, still am. Yes, you still are. Well, great. Yeah, I still do some work. Yes, I do. I'm not. I'm, I'm partly retired, but that's. I still do some of that. You're just like yes. me. I'm 71. I haven't retired yet. I'll <laughs> we retire until I'm 90. Maybe that. Maybe maybe or so. All right. Why stop? So, right. so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I I'm 73 years old, and I I have three children and seven grandchildren. I still work as a counseling therapist, and I now also mentor. Uh, the counselors in a um, indigenous community, so I mentor the counselors that are working in the schools. So that is my part-time work. And um, the rest of the time, I teach people uh, how to um, process through journaling and find um, their true authentic self that way so that they can be more in touch with who they are in whatever role they may be in as grandparents or um, in their career, or does it matter? Even in 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 my um, relationship with my own children, who I think children nowadays want to have adult relationships. 
that with is their true. parents, right? So that is right. That, that's, uh, we need to kind of shift that a little bit so that we have a mutual, um, respectful relationship with them. So I think it's very, it's all helpful for that, I think. Well, that's interesting. And, and yeah. tell our listeners, your background is Dutch? Yes, I was born in the Netherlands, and I immigrated with my family. Uh, I'm the oldest of eight children, and uh, we immigrated to Canada in 1960 when I was almost 12. And uh, lived throughout Canada, actually. Why, can I ask you, why did you, why did you come to Canada, or why did you come to North America? Um, I, um, the, the back story of that is, is that during World War II, uh, just shortly after World War II, my dad went to Indonesia as a chaplain in the Dutch Army. And when he came back, the Netherlands just felt too small for him. So he was looking to <laughs> immigrate. Yeah, it just... He, too he, too yeah. small, okay. Well, too small in the sense of he, he he was an adventurous kind of person, and he thought Canada would just give him more room to... Well, it's a beautiful things. part of the country. Yeah. I've been there many times. I love Canadians, and I love that area. And it's a lot of ethnicities, especially in your, your neck of the woods there. Uh, yes. And yeah. a lot of different, I, I'm, I'm telling you, people that have gone to that, 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 that area of the country, there's not just, you know, Canadians from French Canadian, they're from all over the world. I mean, all uh, over the world. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're Europeans that are immigrated there. I mean, I know of a, I'm of Greek ethnicity, and we have many Greek restaurants and many Greek people uh, uh, in, the, in the Vancouver area, and as well as in, in uh, you know, throughout Canada and that particular part of the country. Okay, so yeah. we're, we're sidetracking here. Um, yeah, no, that's. <laughs> so, so yeah. tell us, uh, why did you write this book? I wrote it because I was experiencing that pull in my own being as a grandmother because it was very important to me that I would be engaged as a grandmother. And I think my own parents had already bridged something from their experience of the grandparents I had. who we, They were engaged with us, but not in the way that I would have liked to be. And um, so that I needed to shift something there, plus my relationship with my children. And I was still vital and healthy and wanted to uh, work, wanted to contribute in the way that through my career. And then how do then I also take care of myself? And so I needed to learn how to balance those things and to be truly present because I think as we age, we uh, still think that we need to accomplish like 100 things in a day to be worthwhile and really we discount how important our just our mere presence is. Well, that's, that's true. And that's some of the aspects here. I mean, we try to do so many things, but... I mean, just do a few and feel good about it. I mean, that, that's the important thing. And I, I read your book, and it made me feel good. It made me feel good. Oh. I've done a lot of the things that you mentioned in here, but uh, it, it made me feel better. And some of your exercises right. and, and some of your therapy sessions here that you share with, with the readers, I, I'm going to, again, put you a lot of kudos here, that I, I think her book is very worthwhile. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy read. Um, but it has a lot of powerful points, and I'm, I'm really and I, I and I. I'm, so, what do you hope readers will gain from this book? I think the first thing is self acceptance. Um, I I think that that's what the book aims for through the exercises, too, that we accept ourselves for who we are in the here and now, and from there uh, we can also more easily accept our reality. You know, the reality of aging and and maybe you know lessening of of mobility and other things. 
but that we accept that reality and that we find that it's not just our physical selves that need to be really present, but we're also present at an emotional and spiritual self with the people that are with us. And so when we accept that, then I think we can be much more of a powerful presence to the people around us, including our our children and, and grandchildren, of course. So that would be a key, and I think the, the 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 other part is is that when we deal with challenging things, that we come from a place of first not knowing. I think when we jump to oh I know how to deal with this, I think when we start with not knowing and then stop long enough to listen to our inner wisdom, we're going to get to a different place. That is that is a good point there. I I always love it when when I read all these books that are sent to me, I love the dedication. And I, I, tried, I tried to, I, I focused on that and see that must be something they want to tell the reader initially, why, you know, why they put that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love yours. It says, I want to, I, I dedicate it to my four best, very best friends whom I've shared secrets, belly laughs, and tears, and who are, are profound examples of, of the generosity and joyful grandparents. So wow! So that that tells me that you're instilling a lot of their thoughts and a lot of their particular aspects in your in your book. That makes it a really uh, a personal thing, but also uh, a sharing aspect with all of us throughout the world. So again, yeah. I compliment you on that. That made me okay. that made me read further. I said, oh, she's really <laughs> going to be sharing some some of her secrets and and some examples of of uh, her her friends and family and others who she's gained some wonderful trust. So uh, what what do you feel important role that grandparents play in today's world? I think to, um, first of all, to be listeners. I think we have to be paying attention and real attention, like we're curious. Um, I think too often we think we have something to tell our grandchildren, but we're not really listening to them. And sometimes we need to stop and listen and see what's going on with them. And then if they want our input, they'll they'll usually let you know. Hey, they'll look at you and say, you know, what do you think? And then we can offer something. Uh, but to to pay attention, uh, I think the best gift we can give anyone really is the gift of our our attention, our undivided attention. And, and I think then the people who want to speak feel truly heard and don't you feel that grandparenting with your grandchildren uh you listen to them sometimes more than you listen to your own kids i, I mean I feel, oh definitely I, I yeah. feel that and i feel that they ask some, some a lot of times some very uh i have young ones and very some interesting questions i mean it's and it's like wow I'm impressed. I'm thinking to myself, I'm impressed. A five-year-old asking me mm-hmm. this. I know, did he pull it off of a video game, or did he re- did he hear somebody say about it? But you know, he 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 quizzes me on on, on certain aspect, and he also wants to know that, that don't don't you feel they use a lot of words? Why? Do you hear that from younger? Oh ones? yes. They ask yeah. the why aspect. You know, why yeah. are you doing this? Why do they do this? What what's happening? Why is this happening on on television? I see, and Papu. He, he mentioned to me, and you know, it might it was it was a bad situation, but I try to relate it. Uh, certain things happen like that. We got to move on. Uh, so, um, 
So, no, I, I agree with that. You know, listening is one of the things. And, and I, will, I will tell my listeners, she outlines this in various chapters and, and various key topics, which I, I love the way you formatted your book. Uh, it's easy to follow. I mean, she goes yeah. when finding joy, accepting reality, reality of aging, which I want to elaborate about that because a lot of us worry about that. But I don't think it's something... Uh, our magazine and our radio show for the past 21 years is celebrate age and maturity. We don't say, right. uh, you know, it's it's the doomsday. It's celebration. It's really celebrate that maturity yeah. and aging. It's, it's 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 joyous. It's not humble. It's not. Uh, I had people tell me um, when they're young people, I'm turning 50. I'm really going over the hill. I said, you're not. I mean, I, I know people in their 90s that are celebrating and really enjoying their, enjoying life and, and being positive, having a smile. Don't be gloomy. Uh, and, and you probably know about the European life. Sometimes uh, people think that uh, the, the Europeans are, are probably more uh, uh, more optimistic than we are in American and Canadians, I think. Uh, most of hmm, us are yeah. doom and gloom. Uh, the well, more I, I would say more accepting of that aspect of aging and living into it. Right. And yeah. So, what legacy do you feel that we should leave to to our grandchildren and your grandchildren? What legacy do you want to leave and and others? Well, I think it's to um, to trust yourself, to listen to yourself. Um, so if if I if I can demonstrate that and model that that I I'm trusting who I am in the moment and even though I may have an off moment or I may not be you know I may be stumbling along is that I I trust that whatever's happening with me whatever that process is it will lead me to a different place and I think for for my grandchildren as I see them evolve and grow is part of that evolution is for them to trust who they are, that there's some deeper wisdom that they can also access. It's not all all the knowledge and wisdom that they need to live their lives isn't just all out there, right? It isn't just stuff that they're going to get from the internet or their friends. It's also deep within themselves because they are made up of a complexity of ancestral and who knows what genes and, and um, all kinds of wonderful things that they may not even know how to tap. But just learning to trust that inner wisdom, I think, is, is one of the things that I want to pass on to my grandchildren. Wow. Okay. We'll hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Town Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kalidas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kalidas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Miss Captain, a counselor and author discussing her book, Grounded Grandmothers. I do highly recommend it. It's available, I'm sure, uh, on it's going to be on our website, uh, thebestoftimesnews.com, if you want to order it. Uh, you can uh, go to www.thejournalcoach.ca to, to find it. 
uh, as well. I'm sure it's on Amazon uh, Books, isn't it? Isn't it, Miss Catherine? Yes, it is. So yes, you can, it is. So hopefully uh, people can find it at local bookstores, but you can go to our friends at Amazon like many do. But also visit our website. I, I have posted, I will post uh, her book on my on our site, so easily you can go to the book, go to it, and order it. Highly recommend it. I have read it two times. It's a very very good self improvement uh, that could definitely help you as grandparents. Uh, it's helped me, and I know it can help many many of people out in the area. So again, thank you for joining us today here on the on the Best of Times Radio Hour. So there's so many books out there regarding self help. Uh, for today's grandparents, and uh, so, so, t- so tell me, what's the compelling reason why someone should pick up your book and read it and apply it? Well, I, I think you've already said it. It's very readable, um, and it has practical tools. Um, and I think, even though it's very readable, a lot of people have given me fee- feedback said, and said that they have read it several times because it takes. A while for them to kind of take in all the bits and pieces, all the the wisdom and truth that are in it, and um, so I think it's very layered in that way. So you can you can actually sit and read it in one evening, but I think you would probably want to pick it up again and maybe do some of the exercises. Uh, so it's very practical as well. And one of the things that I'm most uh, what I think is really important is that it's deeply empowering. It's ultimately you, who the reader, who will find the truths that apply to them. So it's not just somebody telling them do A, B, C, and D, and this will happen. It's more like if you do these kinds of exercises to find your authentic self, you yourself will find the truth that is most pertinent to what you're going through. So I, I believe that that's why it's a good book, because it's so empowering for the reader. Okay, well, I'm going to also give you some kudos. And on almost every chapter, she has a section called Moving Something. I love that idea, Moving Something. And she gives you different suggestions on exercises. And, and some talk about meditating. Uh, some talk about journaling. Uh, some talk about dealing with somebody else. But I, I have to ask you about one of them. Uh, one of them, well, two, actually two of them. The shoulds that sabotage. Wow, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Yeah. That, that is a, that is chapter five. Uh, I read that a couple of times because I, you're the first person I've ever, I've ever seen and a counselor or any other many of the hundred books that probably I've reviewed uh, has mentioned that. And I know it's, it's a powerful thing. You know, everybody said, I should have done this. I should have done this for my grandkids, my kids, myself. Shoulda, coulda, right? Yeah. So, so give our listeners a little bit of points about about that. Well, to me, should feels like it comes from an external source. Somebody is telling you that you should be doing something, and if you set the should aside and even just change the language, well, I could do this, or I I might do this, or uh, I have a choice about how I want to handle this. Now it comes from an internal place. Now it's going to be motivated by you and what's strong in you. And I think that is much more sustainable. So if you just go by the shoulds that, you know, you think 
a society or your neighbors or whatever expect from you, it's not very sustainable. You're going to ultimately rebel. And that's the other thing about the should is that whenever we feel like we're being told to do something, there's a tiny little part in us that's still a teenager that says, no, I don't think so. (laughs) So, But when it becomes internally motivated, it's all of you that wants to do something and it's much more powerful and it'll last and and you know and you 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 have so many examples in here the the ways to avoid those shoulds a nice routine uh building a routine uh you know it's like uh, should i or could i i mean yeah it's right and it's it's taking it um you know should i do this or you, know, you make this make it make the decision yes or no right move on right don't just sit there and pondering and and going into stress about going over the aspects of should I should I should I or should I not it's like the maybes right and in in your book you you mentioned that you hate to do this you hate to do that but you just do it i mean or you yeah. don't do it I mean, right right and right. i thought i thought that was fascinating but you're one of the first persons that i've ever seen that that focused on that because it happens oh. at all by all our lives i mean I'm Good. 71, and I can give you give you a thousand times that I, you know, I used the should and probably should have just made the decision and moved on. I mean, right. I, I kept, right. kept, kept, hate the word to use the word procrastinating, and but you know, but I think some of our you might have gleaned this from some of our our parents and grandparents and our and our backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. They had to make those decisions in the European scenario pretty quickly. I mean, you, you told me about immigration. You told me about, I mean, my my ancestors were uh, from Greece and Romania, and they had to make some lots of quick decisions. It could yes. have been a should. It was a quick decisions. And yes. some were right, some were wrong. Most of them were right. Uh, but some were wrong. They just moved on. But, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Sometimes you just need to trust that, you know, an, an instinctual thing that this is what I need to do now. You know, and it comes out of your own ethical sense of who, who you are and what you need to do. And sometimes debating that is not helpful, right? You just, you, some things you just do because they're important. And, and, and other things, I think that, you know, like your your list of things that need to get done, whatever, you can be much more playful with. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Rather than making it a should, you can say, yeah, I could do this today. Oh, do I feel like, you know... I'm doing this, but can I do it in a different way so that it's more playful? Well, and then I, I get yeah. more of a buy-in, right? In, yeah, into and you make it I'm more doing. more enjoyable. Like I think you gave an example yeah. about paying bills. You you, you, you right. like about doing it, but you should do it, but you must do it. So you got to continue. You can make it more of a a positive aspect of, of paying right. the bills, and you know. My wife delegates that to me, but uh, <laughs> I hope that you know if I pass soon, she's going to have to learn how to do all those particular aspects of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But various chapters in her book, everyone has as some certain key points, which I I love. Uh, I love I love that some of it and the exercises that she she gave. Uh, one is about memories. Tell tell our listeners a bit a little bit about that particular chapter. Our wonderful memories. Okay, well, um, oh, yes. Um, Well, memories are interesting, is that usually memories are connected to some kind of feeling or some kind of belief. And sometimes 
when we have memories that cause us some pain or they trigger things in us, I think we can probably learn to see what was underneath that that we can actually change. And then then I think I've used some kind of process that you can look at to see if we can avoid getting the memories that are painful to let them go. Other memories, uh, I think I mentioned the one about um, having a happy memory of like watching my brother sing in a choir and thinking of my dad and going, I could have the choice. I could go and sit there and miss my dad or I could say, hey, my dad would have loved to sit here beside me and listen to his son singing. So I can switch it, right? I can switch going down those rabbit holes that can cause us you know, some pain and make it into something else. So memories aren't just static things, right? They they are part of who we are and they're always in flux and always in flow and we can we can uh, enjoy them and help them enhance our life and rather than bring us down or go to the place of grief and sadness. I mean, we we, we allow for that, of course, but we don't want to get stuck there. Well, that, that's definitely important. So, so who are the who are the people that most influence you, and in, in, uh, that might be interesting to my listeners. Well, there there were some people that um, mentored me early on in my life when uh, I went I went through a, a divorce after when my children were young, and which was a very very difficult time for me, and I felt like I needed to rediscover who I was. And I went to a um, uh, retreat center in um, the Catskills in New York and was mentored by a man, Jerry Judd, who just recently passed away. Um, and I that was a life-transforming experience for me. And wow. that sent me on a different way of being, and that made a huge impact on me. Now, I think I also am very heavily influenced by what parenting taught me because parenting isn't the one-way street and we've talked about this already is that we learn so much from our children because they are uh, also our teachers right our children are our teachers they are and and so I learned so much from them as well and the other people that were really important to me were the indigenous grandmothers that I work with their resilience and their way of looking at life because where I would have seen hopelessness they were steady they were steady in their way of looking at life and they did uh, whatever they did in relationship to the people that were important to them that it was always loving and accepting and caring and even and, and that always had such an impact on me that kind of resilience and that kind of hopefulness Hmm. And quite, quite, uh, quite interesting comment about that. So, um, so going back um, to, to your 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 book here, that so you decided to write this to help individuals, and but you you mentioned a lot of, of comments in your book that uh, I thought was fascinating. One of another one was, you know, you never think about that the body parts. You know, you, right. you, you have one line in there that says, you know, what does your kidneys are and where are they located and what are they doing right now for you? You know, people don't yeah. even think about that. We have so many body parts that are they're, they're working automatically 
that, that it and it's amazing what they do and what they don't do. We don't probably appreciate them the heart yeah. functioning the lungs, yeah. etc., the brain, but all our particular, and, you know, there should be some appreciation there. And I think you mentioned that in the book. We should definitely appreciate that, right? Well, yes, appreciation and awe and wonder, right? I right. mean, we, we'll never know, right? We'll never know what all goes on in our in our bodies, and it just... Yeah, the medical field is still analyzing what a lot of them, they still don't know. No, they really right. don't. They still don't know what the brain. I think they 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 mapped it. I mean, they, they may have done all this gene uh, sequencing, but they still don't know the rest of the, yeah. all the story and all the. It, it's yeah. so complex and so wonderful that our that our Creator God. Uh, it's 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 beyond beyond the scope of our our thinking. It's right. to me. I'm at awe. Yeah. Even my son's yeah. a doctor. Says, Dad, I can't explain it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yeah. like it's it's like. Uh, uh, we, we're never going to know everything, but it's it's all. Uh, we should be appreciative of it. I mean, definitely. Absolutely, right? yeah. And I, I don't think we are. I don't. I, I, some I've seen a lot of that unappreciativeness and uh, negativity about uh, about this. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and Bear Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Hebert's Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show today is a Miss Captain who is a counselor and author, and she's discussing her book, Grounded Grandmothers. Thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Hello there. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought oh, I thought we might have yeah. lost you there. You're re- relaxing. No, 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 no. I'm here. <laughs> you're relaxing. So, so your your career path influenced you in writing, right? Yes, it did. So, in in, in dealing with all these individual patients and people that you dealt with, you, you probably gained a lot of of insights on how you've helped and success stories. And, and I've seen a lot of them in your book. You, you don't mention a lot of the names, which is good. Uh, yeah. But I think it's giving examples of individuals mm-hmm. and how you've helped uh, did that. And, and, and I think it, it helps us about. So what are the key lessons for the generation just starting adult now that would you recommend? Well, I, I think... Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier uh, learning to trust yourself and your own inner wisdom. Um, what what I'm also thinking about is that um, often we are compelled by things around us that may or may not make sense to to us, and that's fine. We we do what we need to do. We go to school. We go, you know, get our you know education which is all really important. And the other part of developing ourselves is to learn what our own truth is, right? Whatever, however we find that. And I think that's... Um, wh- when we explore that, I think... I'm thinking about the story, and I know it's not about a youth, but someone who 
felt really compelled to be a caretaker. And I think that's really important. We need our caretakers. But sometimes we are um, kind of, uh, what's the word, committed to something in that that is actually more about our own ego rather than being of service. And how do we make that distinction? And I, I see that with our youth, too. How do we make the distinction when we're in true service, when we are looking at how what we need to contribute to society as different from needing to make an impression and needing to, you know, to be accomplished? And both of those are good and fine. It's just that we need the balance. Does yeah. that make sense to you? That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I but I see that uh, grandparents because they're living older and they're tending to be sometimes caretakers or caregivers of grandchildren and even great grandchildren. But sometimes mm-hmm. there's there's some disconnect within the other family members below. Uh, I, I know in my yeah. neck of the woods. There's an increased number of grandparents raising grandchildren. Yes. Because of dysfunctional families, problem situation, divorce, separation, etc. That and uh, these grandparents are reliving their children, ra- their child raising eras, and 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 uh, some of your aspects in this book will definitely help them in that in that scenario. But have you seen that in in your? Counseling? Oh, absolutely. I see that a lot. And I've seen, like, my own, my own brother and sister-in-law are, are examples of that. And I, what I've seen happen, though, is that they're able to somehow generate more joy um, in, in raising grandchildren. And I think that's, I, and I mentioned that in my book, is to, you know, to be able to let your children and grandchildren know that they bring you joy is True. paramount to creating that relationship with them. Because if they feel that they're just a burden to us, that's not a... And that's maybe even more true for grandchildren who are raised by grandparents is that, well, my parents can't do it, and now my grandparents are stuck with me, right? And that's not a good feeling for grandkids to have that, oh, my grandparents are stuck with me. So it's really, really important for grandparents to give their children, those children, that message, you bring us joy. We do this because we love you and and you are a joyful part of our lives and that can make such a well, tremendous amount of well, difference well tell everybody Ms. Captain that is the chapter one in her book is finding joy and finding joy with your with your grandchildren and I, 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 I'm glad you, you put that as paramount is, is finding a joy with them and uh, yeah and, and you know that's important uh, and and even though they're sometimes they're burdened but explain to them you're, you're I'm I'm personally, I, I feel wonderful when I'm with my grandchildren, and some of them are out of town, but uh, we try to Facebook, we try to visit them as much as we can. A lot of people do that uh, with their grandchildren because of this day and age today. But, but again, it, finding that joy is important, and, and it is there. And just yeah. just look and listen, as you said, you know, listen to them and interact with them. And they, they right. love that. They just... Uh, and they, I, I'm telling you, they appreciate it, right? Yes. They, they want to be seen and heard. Yes. And it, and it, and yeah. it's and it's good for their raising. I mean, there may be troubling times that that 
you as grandparents are dealing with these particular grandkids during a particular crisis mode, but hopefully it's going to get better. But you're going to help them during this transition time so they don't backtrack. They don't get they don't get worse, right? Right. That's right. the problem. But I love your other aspect about caregiving. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of individuals and in, in the, the millennials are saying, you know, I'm going to have to take care of your mom and dad or grandparents or uncles and aunts. And, and that is something that I think Americans and Canadians, some of us don't understand, but uh, the people in both uh, in Asia as well as European did that. Uh, yes. That the, the generations took care of the older generation, and, and and when they could not, they were great caregivers, and they continued. Most of them lived in the same household, but a yes. lot of our now are doing long distance caregiving. Is that right? Yeah. So what what are your feelings yes. about that as well? Well, the I, I, ideal is is that we we can you know, you know support each other, and 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 uh, the aging parents can be supported by the children grandchildren. But that doesn't mean that they have to do all the caregiving, right? I mean, that I think that might be unrealistic sometimes. But caregiving doesn't mean uh, that you do all the mundane parts of the caregiving. It means that you are present and you uh, allow that person to be who they are in whatever state of demise they are, and you are with them. And I think that form of caretaking is, again, about being present, not necessarily about doing all the little things, because maybe that's not realistic that we do that. And I, I think I went through that with my own mom. We, you know, we need to have help with the um, caregivers who could look after the day-to-day things, but we would be present with her as children visiting, visiting their mother or being with the mother in a way that's... Um, allows her to be wherever she is in her, you know, dementia and whatever she was going through, that we were present. We were not afraid of it. We didn't back off from it. And I think that's really important. And and, and in dealing with them, both the positive and negatives, but dealing with it in a positive aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I know of people yeah. that are caregiving that make it doom and gloom, but, you know, it, it's a, a form of aging, but... Uh, they may have a, a circumstance that they're, they're they're getting worse, but don't emphasize the negatives. Emphasize the positive. You know, get the yeah. loved one to talk about good memories and about good relationships. The uh, you mentioned the choir. Uh, you mentioned that the aspects of the grandchildren visiting them. That make it. Mm-hmm. I, I, my uh, grandkids visited my mother, the the grandmother, the great grandmother. They were like thrilled. They were just like yeah. I, the, the grandchildren were beaming, but also. Uh, the, yes. my, my my parents and my wife's parents were like thrilled about that as well. So again, I, the other thing I want to mention, she lists several exercises and even some group therapy sessions, which I thought was interesting that you took from uh, uh, from from uh, probably something in British Columbia, right? Uh, your different different water is it called water? Something? Oh yes, the ceremony. That was, yes. that was interesting. I think yeah. everybody will find that quite fascinating. I thought that was that was quite enlightening, and okay. uh, yeah. uh, that water ceremony was quite enlightening. I hope everybody will pick up your book again. Thank you for joining us today. You were very enlightening, and I hope that you 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 will help many more people in uh, in your continued practice of counseling. But I think your book will definitely help many thousands and thousands of people throughout the world. And I wish you the best 
And Thank you I, very I, much. It was very nice to have this conversation. I hope you. people very will pick good. up your book and learn from it and uh, improve their lives and improve their grandparenting skills and uh, in dealing with their grandchildren. So, again, best wishes to you and good luck and continued uh, good fortunes and good health. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to our show. Hope you join us next Saturday morning for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of our magazine in one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.